Luke Byron, Tom Kennett, Alex Jones and Jack Harper. It's the spitballing pod. I'd like to take this chance to apologize to absolutely nobody. You know we've been fighting for one and still fighting to this day. To this day. Aguero! Surprise, motherfuckers. Back out to Allen. History pointer. Bang! I'll take a bow, son. I mean that. Take a bow. And, and I'll tell you, honestly, I will love it if we beat them. Love it. Listen, I ain't going to forget about this by the time we hit the motorway. Some might be. Hello and welcome to episode 156 of the Spitballing Pod. I'm Luke Byron, today joined by Tom Kennett, Rory Ford and Jack Evans. Bit of a different cast to usual. The voices may not fill you with enthusiasm, but the content will. I can assure you of that. He's pissed on us already. (laughs) (laughs) Well, essentially this is going to be a new kind of feature we'll do every couple of months. We used to do a lot more MMA on here, but considering two sometimes three out of the five of us don't watch MMA regularly, it got a bit difficult to do. So we'll do one of these every couple of months. We'll go through about everything there is and then we'll keep up to date that way. And if anyone needs to reference back, then they can. So I've tried to keep it as close to the usual pod format as possible. We've got some old fights on the TV, Gustafson DC on now. Not quite weird news, but I've got some of the headlines of the last couple of weeks in Who's MMA to start today, us off with. I can't remember you even saying. Who's joining I you I said today? Rory Ford, Jack Evans, Tom Kennett. You've missed it already. <laughs> I said this on uh, Monday. I said, look, if you don't like listening to a pop of Alex on it, then tune in Wednesday and you'll have something a bit different. <laughs> we usually have Troy coming on, but he is away. So anyway, first headline for you. Usman wants to become a marriage counsellor after he's done fighting. <laughs> I did see this as well. Imagine having an issue with your marriage and he's the guy you go to. And I'm slightly worried. What happens if he's taking your wife's corner? <laughs> she ain't arguing back. I each go, look, mate, I know I'm in the wrong. You could be doing nothing wrong, but as soon as he says you're doing something wrong, you've just got to accept it. He's not even like a guy where we were just speaking about Dominic Cruz, Bisping a guy who has the gift of the gab to the point where you could maybe sell me the dream that this unsalvageable marriage where you've been cheated on eight <laughs> times is going to change this time. Usman, I'm not sure is going to be the guy that's going to turn you around. He's also a guy who's now looking to try and be confrontational without really being confrontational. So he might be the least like possible candidate for this. That face paint he had for the fight with Covington <laughs> is the worst I've ever seen. <laughs> I like that. I'm a, I'm a fan of it. Did you I'm see? Did you see it for this one though? Because it, a different guy did it, and so <laughs> I'll try and get the picture up quick. Because I I despise it. Just don't get the point behind it. We know you're from Nigeria. You come in draped in the colours. We don't need it plaster all over your face. Do you call him Marty like Ben Askren does? <laughs> Should we start him <laughs> fake Marty. This was it for the last fight. Oh dear. <laughs> oh dear, I do take it back. It's a bit more patchy now. <laughs> this guy wasn't quite as good. Rory, you are in the seat, so yeah, we've got him letting the cat out. Letting the cat out of the bag. Next one then. 
Ronda Rousey says, I don't need to prove I'm the GOAT. I know I am. Nothing upsets me more than that. <laughs> because it's just, you couldn't have been more found out in your last two fights than probably any other athlete in sports history. It just just makes you realise that as soon as somebody's actually got anything, <laughs> she gets KO'd. Well, the girls that she was running through now don't quite look the same either. Like, Betch Cohea hasn't been a favourite going into a fight in the last God knows how long. She think cost my last acker. Genuinely think about people like Alexis Davis. I've never even heard of her again. <laughs> I was meant to interview her once and um, she didn't answer the phone. So. <laughs> exactly. So she had to get another medical done. So. I quite like Ronda's idea that as, as long as I think I'm the goat, it's fine. <laughs> like we can all say, look, you know what? I reckon I'm the oldest bloke <laughs> around here. Worrying, as long as I think it's fine. The most worrying part was when Coach Edmund, worst coach of all time, I think I could hold mitts better than him. <laughs> the pad man, Edmund Tiverian, when he actually said, yeah, I think she could pro box. <laughs> that was a thing In fights, and it's like yeah. standing trade. Like, that seems like good advice. Yeah, yeah go she, on. She could actually beat Floyd Mayweather was another of his famous quotes. <laughs> do, do you remember? A, a renowned woman beater. Like, if Floyd's got one thing in the locker, he's got this. Do, do you remember when she first went over to the WWE and any question about her fighting again, she took like proper like salty i remember i think it was max kellerman on first take said to yeah, her yeah do you see a future in fighting she was like can i go to the future yeah time, she was probably difficult like, about time, it time travel oh. doesn't exist and he was like no obviously i mean if you could go back and change anything she's like well i, I can't you can't do that <laughs> no, it I, was I so uncomfortable i haven't seen that and <laughs> yeah just horrific absolutely horrific it's just that it, it is literally just perfect for Edmund, Travis, Rhonda, Rhonda's mum, <laughs> just all just fairly horrible characters, <laughs> just to have a lovely, lovely come down. Absolutely. Uh, and just put her into the abyss for a couple of months. That was when they first started doing the corner cams, but they released it after, and it was just Edmund going, No! no! <laughs> just when he kept going, Edmund! Edmund! <laughs> When Amanda Nunes is literally teeing off on her. And I was just like, yeah, I don't know if he's moving that head, mate. That's, that's right on the centre line. Colby Covington demands immediate rematch with UFC champ Kamara Usman, says fixed and corrupt referee cost him the title. He's right, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, I think he's stretching it there, isn't he? Although you say that, but I do think apart from Masvidal, the well-weight division. It's not. I don't think he's screaming out. To be honest. Well, the, the one there was, and it was a great fight. So it was you, true. You there was the it. eye poke, and then he held the other eye. There was the body kick that he yeah, did he, get he away was still with for a low kick. in the eye. Like I don't. <laughs> yeah, but he held the other eye, and then Colby got poked in the eye, and he didn't stop it. He said no more stoppages. Like yeah, no there was a lim- like, there was a limit. <laughs> <laughs> I will say he's not the first fighter to have an issue with Mark Goddard. So. There does seem to be a theme. I actually don't think he's a bad ref. No, he's not, but he his ego definitely is there. He fell out with John Anik, who looks like the most easygoing bloke in the world, <laughs> where he said people in the back think the same as me, which is the wor- is the same like equivalent as saying, yeah, nobody here likes you. <laughs> John Jones, Israel Adesanya scared to fight me. Heavyweight title could be next. It's almost like he has another fight coming up. <laughs> because this does happen every time. I don't know about everyone else, but I've got no interest in seeing John Jones at heavyweight. Only because it's 
it is if you fight Stipe, then fair enough. But mm. say Ngannou's up next, he's not he's not going to go for him, is he? So no, it is just holding up the the division again. Isn't I it? would like to see him at heavyweight, but mm. we'll get on to his legacy yeah. a bit later. I I don't know if I'm the only one, but I just don't really get interested by John Jones. Period anymore. We've got that next. <laughs> the so gloss has come Hold off. your horses. Mm. Conor McGregor admits trash talk might have gone too far in the lead up to Khabib Nurmagomedov fight. <laughs> I think the tipping point was well, when he called his miss? wife a towel. <laughs> <laughs> he said, you've married a towel. <laughs> when Hawani put it to him, he's like, yeah, so bringing his wife, religion, something to it. If you know, I went too far, like, yeah, maybe we did. <laughs> As he's reeling off the list, he's thinking, yeah, yeah, it does seem... <laughs> <laughs> he's had one whiskey too many and he's gone too far he's like every shit uncle isn't he <laughs> and he had, he's come out obviously on the booze and then called in a mad backwards cunt for god's sake <laughs> <laughs> Just, the nerve Cowboy Cerrone blasts fans claim he took a dive at UFC 246 against Conor McGregor this is one thing that does have to go any fight seems to be you've, you will find a portion of Twitter that claims they took a dive or it was fixed or something. Somebody could get knocked out cold and be like, premature though. I think I think he's looked for a way out. I do you know what I mean? But I think with with Cerrone, it isn't that hard to argue because it, I think people are comparing him to like just normal people and that because they're like, oh, well, he broke his nose and that. But do, people have been hit worse. Like you saw when Mike Perry's broke a nose yeah. <laughs> and he fights on with that and then you look at Cerrone and, and you, you think... You don't, wanna, you don't want to call him out, but he has kind of got form for... Getting out yeah. when the game gets tough, isn't he? At the same time, he has taken about fifty-two shots in <laughs> yeah. twenty-five seconds. Yeah. Like, I'm yeah, not, yeah. I'm not saying the man's not, not due a little lie on the ground. <laughs> you know what I mean? the Give other, me five seconds, just five. The other headline I didn't get it was one that said like, um, "Cowboy Cerrone admits shoulder strikes did surprise him at UFC 248." <laughs> yeah, we thought that when you're still being caught by the fifth one. Tune is having the nerve to actually ask him. So that kind of should be a surprise then. So what do you think? <laughs> With the way he gets out of fights, he needs to get in, into Duke Rufus and he'll sort him right out. After he pulled Pettis out with a broken hand. Duke wouldn't even let him off the stall in the dressing room, <laughs> yeah. let alone and then let Mace, for a And then let Macy Barber continue with a torn ACL. <laughs> Don't get me started on that. I'm fully <laughs> aboard the Rogan mentality of they wouldn't do this in a men's fight. You're in the UFC, mm. let's just crack on. Either mm. make it a universal rule that the doctor comes in for a proper injury, or make it a universal rule that they They don't. have done this before. They did it for um, Michael Chandler in Bellator. And then they told him to sit down while one of the other doctors, and this is as Bellator as it gets, pulled the stool out from underneath <laughs> him, and he flopped straight back down. And then they said to him, look, you can't even hold your own weight here. <laughs> and they pulled him out of the fight. <laughs> Tyron Woodley admits he blew through a lot of fucking money when he was champion said he wanted to maintain that champion lifestyle <laughs> ask any question as to why he's carrying on then so why is he turning down every possible fight it's the only way he makes money he's, he's got Leon Edwards now yeah. when I um, I'll plug it on here before it's going to seem like the like a phrase here when I spoke with Wonderboy and I mentioned... Beep, 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 beep. Yeah, that's what I thought. Well, I mentioned the second fight with Woodley each time he's gone, yeah, like we don't talk about that. <laughs> we don't talk about that anymore. Imagine if you'd been the first guy to piss off Wonderboy. If you go, I don't like fucking talking about that, man. 
That's when you may have to call it a day. That's <laughs> time you get Wonderboy angry. Immediately hangs up, like, oh, doesn't this say for me? Dequan Townsend addresses USADA's suspension for cocaine, fentanyl, and other metabolites. I'm not a drug user. <laughs> I don't think we need to even say anything on that one. Floyd Mayweather shares mock Mayweather vs. McGregor 2 poster after UFC 246. He threw out a Khabib one as well, didn't yeah. he? As well, yeah. Um, he keeps himself about on that, but it's... I don't think anyone... Um, I don't think I've ever been less infused at yeah. seeing something. I've seen it. It's like, what are you doing, Floyd? Stop it. Cyborg felt like a slave with the UFC is really happy with Bellator. Yeah, she's not getting pieced up by Amanda Nunes. No, she just beat <laughs> Julia Budd. <laughs> Who also cried after. <laughs> yeah, that annoyed Cyborg I've not liked since she came into the UFC. They made a whole division for her and she still wasn't happy. <laughs> Tiago Alves signs with Bare Knuckle FC. Don't know if anyone's seen that. I haven't, but he's a bit over the hill now, isn't he? Yeah, but he's not as over the hill as the other guys that go into Bare Knuckle. Like Big Nog just lost and got knocked out in his first fight there. Faber renews UFC contract eyes super fight with Dillashaw. Won't happen. Honestly. Is that a super fight? They've done, they've done that for the last like three or four years now. It's, uh, I don't know how long they're trying to hold on to it for, but it's never going to happen. The that is an all story, no fight. <laughs> Sign me up. Sign me up. Flip flops, cornrows, guillotine. In that order. Remember when everyone that was when people were saying McGregor really is Mystic Mac. He told you he's a snake. Have you seen? Yeah, like that. Like that was. <laughs> Have you seen Garbrandt is now doing the thing that they all slated TJ for? He's now splitting his camp between Alpha Male and another gym, which is what they all went in. They all went crazy for on TJ for. Yeah, but Cody brought the belt back <laughs> and went shit before he left. Fever going in for Cody is like sending your dad in. <laughs> I can deal with him, so I have to send him in. And. I don't know if anyone else has seen this. The UFC have now released mixed pound-for-pound pound rankings. Hasn't that been already taken down as I, well? I, I hope so. so I, I, saw, I saw that go up and, and those rankings were awful to say. It's just like they've just put the women every like fourth position. There's like no, no thinking. <laughs> That's evenly like, put out yeah, to yeah. make sure they've been there. doing this a while, have they not? I'm sure they've been doing this a while. No, no, they literally combined both lists. Like so they had like one, one, two, two. And so it was like they were comparing... The people each one. There was like, I think it was like Roxanne was on the same level as Poirier. Jesus, no, I didn't see that. And it was Aspen Lad was level with Holloway and Sorry, all sorts. Sorry, meant as in Jesus Christ, as in they just had like, uh, you know, like Amanda Nunes is five or whatever she is. And no, I've not seen that, and I don't want to see it if I'm honest. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it was really bad. Yeah, the yeah, history of sexism on the pod continues. <laughs> Undefeated. All right, so I've got that's the headlines taken care of. We've got a little section here called In Dana White's Shoes. So essentially, you're now the guy in charge of the UFC. You don't have to say what what's happened here. You don't have to say what would have happened, what Danish would do. It's what you would do if you were in his shoes. So, cat, the UFC is dying out. You've opened an email claiming to be from a Nigerian uncle, and your bank account has been credited with a few billion pounds. You want to get involved in MMA, as you would, and Dana is selling each division individually. Which division would you take to build your promotion around? I feel like lightweight is the obvious one. 
Soft. It's not what I went for. It's the only answer. It's, it's not. I no. Admittedly, I wanted to say that, but I thought the only sort of other contender for that would be the featherweights. I thought mm. there's especially especially the top five. I think there's so many so many good matches you can make in that. I think. All right. Well, you two have got lightweight. So if you explain your choices first, and then we'll. Do you want to go first, TK? Or... You can pitch it together. You can... You're the Fatih right. brothers. <laughs> it's a fairly easy, simplistic one. You've got the UFC's biggest star. We've already got the jewel in the crown. Conor McGregor holds a ranking at lightweight. He doesn't hold a ranking at any other division. He does. I'm not counting him. As <laughs> not that we acknowledge. <laughs> He's not. He, he is ranked at lightweight and he will continue to be ranked at lightweight. You've got an undefeated champion. Who... You can see where my pitch is going who is just easily going to be your most marketable star in that part of the world. You've got a brilliant fight coming up with Tony and Khabib, if it happens. You've then got good contenders like Gaethje, Poirier. You've even got sort of Dan Hooker, Paul Felder on the peripherals. You've got older established stars, Edson Barboza, names like that. Diego Sanchez. I mean, the dream, the nightmare, whatever he's going by now. (laughs) <laughs> the daydream, whatever he wants to call himself. Did you watch that last interview he did, the long one, where he was talking about his new coach? No. He has gone down like the freaky McGregor route, where rather he fired his whole team and brought in an old dance coach that goes it's now. Edo Portel. No, so he's got literally an ex-dance coach that now calls himself a movement coach and also. Uh, also a, a, a spiritualist and so he's, he's oh, telling him read this. he's like, covering all bases yeah. he <laughs> was telling him basically look you should train like you usually train but envisage yourself winning the fight and you'll win the fight and so he only had one person in his it corner it is that easy and the corner man was saying to him yeah go out there and beat him now after he lost the first round so that's how <laughs> things are going top advice it's great advice if you'd listened I think it was for the fight with Chiesa where he was on his back for three rounds. So. <laughs> yeah. But if you watch the interview, it's essentially like every cliche you can reel off in a row. And he was doing it like he's proper deep, like eyeballing down the camera. Like, listen to me. Listen, this will change your life. For fuck's sake. He had props as well in his pocket. <laughs> <laughs> Man came prepared. <laughs> exactly. But no, so your lightweight is what yeah, I just think it's the obvious one. You've got the most marketable star. You've got Khabib, who's probably you know one of the top pound for pound. You've probably got the best challenger in the division in Tony Ferguson. Just don't really see where else you go with it. I mean, if I'm really going to be greedy, I might start convincing Max that he needs to come up. <laughs> I went for welterweight. I think you've got a deeper division when you look the whole way through it if you're taking a whole promotion <laughs> ludicrous you're going to have to be like boxing and keep all your main guys away from each other I disagree I'll whack them all in on one night we go <laughs> UFC 1 style I've missed our intro here we're going to have to go back to that <laughs> we'll go back to front yeah we'll do that next he's shit by this I can tell because <laughs> I was pleased with that question <laughs> so yeah welterweight you've got Usman the champ I'm not saying he's my selling point but Woodley, Covington, McGregor, who is ranked at welterweight. You're going to be hearing from my lawyers. He's not a welterweight contender. He's ranked 14. How? How have they done that? <laughs> he's had a win at welterweight. He can now go up in two divisions. Against a non-ranked opponent. Yeah, because he, he said his next one is going to be against another lightweight at welterweight. So, 
citing the only difference is we're just not cutting weight, which is quite a big part <laughs> of getting to lightweight. But Wonderboy, Lawler, Meyer, Edwards, Nate. Don't forget Nate in there as well. Contenders, Ponzinibbio, RDA, Chiesa, Jeff Neal. Have you got anybody in there that's not over the hill? <laughs> Nico Price, Jeff Burns, Vicente Luque. Go and ask your man on the street who Jeff Burns is, and he'll say he runs the chip shop, don't he? <laughs> <laughs> but he will know Colby, Wonderboy, Robbie Lawler. I don't think he does. Your average man on the street doesn't know these people. Nate. Maybe Nate. But you ain't got, you ain't got no McGregor to pair him up with. You, you're talking Nate I've Wonderboy. I've got McGregor. You, know, you, you, you heard from my lawyers, and they said... Look, we represent a very wealthy client here. That's He's got like, a Nigerian uncle. That's like me saying, look, I'm having Nate. He's a lightweight. Easy. No, because I've come after now, so I've told you. <laughs> I don't think you know how this really works. <laughs> we've, still got, we've still got Mike Perry, Carlos Condit, Cowboy, Matt Brown, Tim Means, Bilal Mohammed, Randy Brown, and more. The only Cowboy speaking here is you. <laughs> I would get in there with Brazilian Cowboy. Because he's owed by me. He would be poking in you in the eye and all sorts of other <laughs> stuff. I'd do him like Gunnar Nelson did. <laughs> oh. Your slightly more slender look-alike. I don't think that's <laughs> insulting. No, it's not, but it's what we sold when I tried booking you against uh, Demi and Meyer. He wanted none of it. The wider Gunnar Nelson. But no, I think welterweight, you've got a good division there. I agree. Lightweight was the one you go for. I think I picked this up cheaper and I've got more money to save now to go elsewhere as well. I'm a billionaire. I don't care about money. I thought it was like an all-stop must go. We have to spend this money. <laughs> so it's going at them. I'm not Mike Ashley. I'm not saving the pennies here. I'm going all in. <laughs> that, I looked again at that picture the other day of him where he'd like two days before he'd said... I'm not made of cash, and then go through that scanner, taking out the wads of cash <laughs> to go through. <laughs> Awful bloke. He was there last night, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Now, Jack, you've got featherweight here. Are you going to claim McGregor as well? Because he has been... <laughs> yeah, I think if, we, if, we're, if, we're, if we're all going to throw out the mix, then I think we, we, we may as well. But I was just thinking, like, like you say, yes, lightweight is your easiest choice in that, but then it's just trying to play devil's advocate. With, with what else you've got and I think with with the featherweights and that although to be fair not many of them appear to be all too active <laughs> but, but uh, like you said with that top five though, there isn't like a bad fight you can make so in terms of that it's a sell it's... what if we share McGregor we own him like a Brazilian footballer and we have the percentages each he my, can just fight during his weight cut my through. only other thought is heavyweight purely just because Christ no no just just because you can always sell it as being the baddest man on the planet. You can't sell a 155-pounder as being the baddest man on the planet. There are, but there's going to be a day when you have to put Junior Albini in his nappy in there with someone else awful like Marcin Tabura. I get that, but it's just You say that, that they did literally, literally just do a BMF fight at 170 as well. Yeah, I do. You yeah, convince people they are the baddest, <laughs> regardless of if yeah. they would actually get their shit They've pushed got in a by a 200-plus yeah, for me, it would be the lightweight to be the most marketable. But in terms of if you want to just say, look, these are the baddest dudes, they're going to be the heavyweights. Keep your businessman head John on. Jones. 
how do you tempt Nick Diaz back into the octagon? Call him my Nigerian uncle and see him what figure he wants. <laughs> so essentially money is... That's not, all we're needing. I'm not sure about anyone else, but I'm not bothered about seeing him back. No, nor am I. I've, no, got, I've got no interest. Well past it, sir. I feel quite bad for him these days. There's the point where you're like that eligible bachelor partying where it's people think, oh, I wish I could do that. And then it gets to the point where he films himself in the corner of a room with nobody talking to him, just on selfie mode with a party in the background. You think, this isn't good. And did you see his interview of yeah. Ariel as well? Yeah, and it was that like was the toughest that was watch. Hard. And mm. He like would lose what he's saying mid sentence yeah, and, and, yeah. and then just start going off on something completely irrelevant and it was it was such a hard watch and that and I had to give up in the end. I put Nate not Nate, Nick and uh Anderson Silver in the same bracket as Adesanya and Anderson Silver, where we're told they were both good fights. And I don't remember either of them being good no, fights. No. Why don't we just try and put Nate v Nick? That'd be a good one. We'll have Kane v Undertaker on the undercard. <laughs> well, these the Klitsch goes against each other. <laughs> Just yeah. Find as many siblings as we no, can. We could do tag teams there and we can pay for them because we've got these billies now. So we can get the Klitschkos against like the Diazes. <laughs> I'm still rolling with the Diazes. I'm still rolling with them. Khabib and his 18 cousins coming out from, <laughs> under, the, coming out from under the octagon like a horn swaggle. <laughs> Just cloned them. <laughs> I think you need a lot of money, some a legend to throw him in with, a guy he can build himself up to believe he can beat while still being a fight to get excited for and absolutely not a wrestler in sight. Don't even have DC on commentary. There ain't, there ain't a man about that interests him. I think if you... The fact he hasn't come back when that shows you there is nothing on the table. He said he was coming back for nothing less than um, a title shot with Woodley. And then I think they, I think I think they offered him that, and he said that he wanted to be higher paid and the main guy on the poster. Fuck's sake! Because he said he was bringing people in, saying nobody cares about Woodley without him. But is he? Yeah, is Nick Diaz even that big of a draw? Really? I do wonder I at this I stage. He is. I genuinely believe anybody that has started watching it in the last three or four years would not have a clue. If they walked out, they'd go, oh. He's kind of lucky Nate's about. They would can think, link yeah, it up no, that. No, but... Literally, they'd go, oh, look, that's that guy that beat Conor McGregor that one time. No, it's his brother. The roles, have kind, of, brother. The roles have kind of been reversed where Nate used to be Nick's brother. Now, I think, like you said, a lot of new fans would just be, oh, right, is he Nate's I think oh. you search Nick Diaz on YouTube, it's hard to not be a fan Coming yeah, out just after listen to it. the Joe Rogan video and he's like, and he's just pacing around going, stuck them! <laughs> There's a clip of him doing one of the UFC press conferences over the phone. And um, him and Nate are swinging samurai swords and nunchucks around in the hotel room <laughs> while doing, while doing the, the conference call. <laughs> and just going, yeah, 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 while they're swinging around their heads. The way... Nate talks about Nick though is like God like there is no one higher in the world like he never really grew out of that thing that a lot of kids have where they look at their oldest he just kind of carried it on and that was in one of the interviews with um, Ariel wasn't it where Nate says that some guy wanted to beat him up and then Nick said to him like you're you're an MMA fighter man and he said he gassed him up and he was like he thinks he can beat me <laughs> <laughs> So, 
you'd watch though, wouldn't you? If Nick Diaz came back in to the octagon. Yeah, no doubt. But like you say, it, you know it won't be a good fight either. No, but I mean, look at the <laughs> yeah. card this weekend and yeah. <laughs> we, I'd much rather see Nick Diaz getting back in there. If, and I know we're going to call on to him later, if he had been biding his time, there is some sort of strange way in which the Masvidal story has legs in terms of they could sell it as if, say, Nate's taken a while to come back from the cuts or whatever, they can do, right, I'll take on older brother and pick up a little bit of cash in the meantime. Probably wouldn't look particularly nice, but this did they could sell it. kind of happen with Carlos Condit, and he hasn't won since. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Put him in with Carlos Condit. When was the last time Condit fought? He got butchered by Michael Chiesa. Yeah, that was that was a while yeah. ago, wasn't it? Yeah. Before that, it was... Got submitted by Meyer as well, didn't he? Was there a fight in between that? Yeah, there was. I think it was Oliveira. Oh, I think stepped in late, which was harsh. <laughs> Will GSP fight in 2020? In a word, no. I don't think he will either. I think the way the year's working out, I think I actually think he potentially would like to, but if Khabib's not fighting Tony till then, then another fight in the year, which is probably McGregor. Yeah. What yeah, are you going to do? That's my thinking. Is there anything worse than UFC fans that woo in the crowd? Um, not specifically crowd related, but I suppose we were having a bit of a con. This is crowd related. The first one, <laughs> casuals, plastics. <laughs> I thought you were going to say like Corona. It's the only no, thing worse no, no, no. at the minute. <laughs> but uncrowd related, the thing that really, really gets me is a fighter who absolutely peps somebody up in the first round. They come out for the second round, throw two punches, and look like they're going to have a cardiac arrest. <laughs> How you're not conditioned to go fifteen minutes. This is it's a man who's lost a lot of me. bets here. You can tell there's a pained expression. Me. Well, it's just nearly as bad. Yeah. Nearly as bad as somebody that goes, tell you what, I'm a wrestler. I could take him down three times in the first round, so I'm going to come out and I'm going to kickbox with him in the second <laughs> yeah, round. Yeah, yeah. Like, why? <laughs> Who's told you to do this? They're not drawing X's and O's on the board saying, right, we're going to strike with him in the second round. <laughs> yeah. I just don't get it. They always got so it. excited in camp thinking, I can do this, I've got this. <laughs> Everyone looks good on pads. <laughs> Not everyone. We did mention Rousey on the pads earlier. Or Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> <laughs> so I did the only other thing I did have down was the people in the crowd that yell out hit him after two seconds with no action kills me. I did think as soon as there's Sort of any break in action, some people do start booing. But you feel if you've been treated, say, like four rounds of a high yeah. level fight, and it's always got the audacity to when it starts letting up a bit in the fifth, like, hang on a minute. There were boos during Alvarez and Gaethje. <laughs> That's fucking mental. And that was two rounds of violence. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. If you had to pick one three man commentary team to be used all year in the UFC, who would it be? I had DC Cruz, and I think just for argument's sake, you have to put a personality in there. But I couldn't do Rogan. <laughs> I, I, I could not do him, but I'd have probably John Anik. Is I think the only one I'd substitute in there is Dan Hardy. But I don't know if that's just a bit of like English bias <laughs> in there. But... Yeah. Is it you, Rory, that doesn't like Cruz on commentary? No, no, no. It's Bisbeam I don't like. <laughs> he, I would probably go... His force clear on that. I'd probably go Anik, myself, and Joey Diaz. <laughs> <laughs> Just so I can keep hearing him say Ngambu every time. Uh, Steochich. <laughs> uh, 
Um, no, his, I mean, his tweets do genuinely pump me up. Like they're in our afternoon and his morning, but I do get pumped it's up. It's for the best they're not in our morning because I'd be going up thinking, <laughs> you know what? Yeah, the world is going to suck my dick today. Yeah, I'm going up feeling myself I, I, a bit. It's, it is hard. I mean, it's Rogan. Blue cheese with wings. I'll go fuck your mother. <laughs> it's, I mean, Rogan, it's I think. Conundrum for me, that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, n- nothing further to add on that one. <laughs> I, I, I went for DC. Bisping and Anik. You do kind of need Anik in there to tie it all together. And I did feel bad on Felder for not having him in there. Hardy, I like when he's on, but he doesn't give me the same excitement factor because he screams it so much. It seems forced, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah like every, any little hit. But that's why Rogan, I don't really like yeah, no, Rogan because um, it'll be a jab. And he'll be like, oh, oh, the yeah, fall yeah. of Rogan has been pretty dramatic, hasn't it? And so the people used to just worship it and now it's been a bit like, maybe we're getting a bit much of it. A couple of years back. The thing is, is, he is still good at the technical parts. Yeah. Like, no, he, you know, he needs to, to get this locked in properly. He needs to step over the yeah, head. Now he just yells out, it's over every like 30 seconds. Yeah. I would I would have Rogan, but I'd insist on him, look, have a little think about things. Don't be calling a fight over straight away and you can get back in. Well, because now he Cause he is, does he does add something to it. To be fair to him, it's because he is now bigger than the UFC. Yeah, so yeah. I think he knows that. They released um, this week. Actually, they did the highest earning podcasters in the world, and they say without taking other like revenue streams like ads and things, he's making thirty million a year off his podcast. Jesus Christ! So he's not doing too badly. When we get an half slice of the pie. <laughs> when, when I start getting a slice of the pie. <laughs> How much is young Jamie making? That's what I want to know. I bet he's seeing none of it. Pull that out for me, young Jamie. <laughs> I mean, it's been going a fair few years. How young can Jamie still be? If he, unless he started I've seen 12. a picture of Jamie. Jamie is going very grey. He is not young in any way. Young People keep uploading compilations onto YouTube now of Rogan's face when he gets interrupted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's raging. Who would your team be then, TK? I do think you've got to have Anik. He's got to be... And I was going to have DC and Rogan with him. I'm going full drama. We got you might, have, you might have had your older brother Felder in there. <laughs> <laughs> I told him before he needs that Felder beard. I Never said I don't think it's down to me. I don't think it's my <laughs> choice whether that I'm blessed with that. Felder's right. gone full orange as well. He's embraced. Like He looks like he wants it. He goes more orange I reckon he's he dying it more yeah. and more saying, look, I'm the Irish dragon. I've got to fully go for this. I've got to get a cl- I've got to get an audience. I remember me and Jack speaking about Felder before he was the Felder of now. Like Before he fought was it Stevie Ray, he fought in Scotland and knocked him out of elbows and then he went and made that awful Du Bronx quit with elbow, made him tap to strikes. I love that. Mm. Where he was in that vile like choke for like five minutes of the first round, then came out just like a savage in the second round. Did how did everyone else find it? Because he got a lot of stick when he called out, he offered to fight Gaethje during the post-fight interview. <laughs> people said like, "You you're not there for that." I think Gaethje said like, "I'm ready to fight anyone," and he's like, "Oh, well, you've got someone here in front of you." He is in a tricky spot, isn't he? Because it's got two quite distinct Inst- roles. Instinct is going to take over, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see yeah. a payday right, right in front of you. I, I didn't have that much of an issue with it, People got real he, mad I at saw, him I saw he got slated for it, but I think when... But then people also praised Bisping for talking shit to Colby right after he just won the interim belt. <laughs> yeah. 
So you, I think some people just can't win. Alan Fowler could have fully jumped on the McGregor thing as well, because in McGregor's thing after, didn't he say the yeah. guy at the desk can yeah. have it as well? Yeah. He could quite easily have jumped in and said, yeah, yeah. but I he... I think he learned his lesson. Yeah. Maybe that's the one lesson you shouldn't learn, because... Well, he has a fight booked, so I reckon he kept saying, I've got a fight, and he was like, but afterwards, anyone can... <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm sure McGregor may be able to cue jump ahead of Dan Hooker. I'm going to hazard, hazard a guess. He may be able to. Did you... Well, I think I put it in the chat, the picture someone had made of Cerrone having a red panty night wearing, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wearing red pants into the octagon I've only just got an image on my head <laughs> is Masvidal right to take the fight with Usman or should he be going all out for his red panty night because Danis has now said look that's going to happen international fight week I'm not sure that Masvidal although he tried to make out like he was holding all the cards and that with regard to that that's on Dana and McGregor I don't think he's got the choice if no. and when he cho- if and when he fights McGregor. You see, after all of the promo he did, and he did ninety percent of it, Colby didn't get a better deal for the Usman fight. He got no PPV points, but Usman did. So he did all the promotion, got none of the benefits. Daylight robbery. Because he was beating guys anyway, so it's not like he strictly spoke himself to a title shot. No, no, no. Because no, it earned it, didn't it's he? criminal they didn't make him against Woodley at the time mm. when that was huge. It was one of the biggest fights they could make. Yeah. So then he carried on and got nothing from it. No. I I think Jack is right in terms of I don't think it's necessarily in Mazda's hands, but if I'm him, I'm sitting it. I I genuinely do think he should just wait out and get either the the Nate rematch or. McGregor, yeah. just because there's nothing really to gain with the Usman fight. He, he, he could win, but he may well lose it. I imagine he's going to be the underdog. It's, it's a nightmare for him. And, yeah. it's gonna, and it probably looks horrible if he, yeah. even when he does it. It's not going to be an entertaining fight if Usman's normally anything to go by. And his sort of, he's sort of riding this wave that I think is only going to last a short period of time. You're not going to be hotter than you are at the minute, I do think. Obviously, I'm never going to be encouraging people just to sit out and not fight. But in this case, if I was him, I would be yeah. waiting for one of these big but ones. How long do you wait for it? You can't wait yeah. forever. He's but got enough outside. I, I think you can probably get... Because bear in mind, he's not going to fight. He isn't supposed to until July. Yeah. No. I think that's a long time for him to be out anyway. You could probably get Nate back in but by then. McGregor will fight before that. Yeah. And the <laughs> yeah, title shot my, isn't going to go point, anywhere. My point you've got... is his next fight isn't going to be Jorge Masvidal. It's just not. Well, no. not going to be. I don't know if Nate's going to be ready by then unless they force him back. I don't know how long that cut's going to take to heal. But it's just the one thing that Mazadal needed to be careful of was with the Woodley uh, and Edwards fight coming up, if one of them has like a guaranteed like, unbelievable performance that could leapfrog him and he's waited out then, yeah, then he, yeah, gets, yeah. he gets put in a position yeah. where he could end up with nothing. So he does have to cash in on one uh, of them, I guess. I like both of them. I do not think that's going to be a glamorous fight. No. to watch and Dana seemingly doesn't like either of them either especially Woodley so it's Woodley... like Woodley when he was like one of his best champs yeah. and I think if there was going to be one sort of one punch knockout it's only going to come from Woodley mm. and yeah with that the, the ads don't really stack up in, in either's <laughs> favour but would you give Holloway an immediate rematch with Volkanovski uh, yeah I would I think if anyone's earned it then he has. People talking about Rose having one and she got slammed on her head in two rounds. And Joanna but did get one. she won the first round. <laughs> if you can forget about the fact that she got slammed on her head. <laughs> and Joanna did get a rematch after getting slumped in the first round also. Mm. 
But then, yeah, I was just thinking sort of with the other featherweights, like I mentioned earlier, them just not being that active. So it's not like there's one that's just waiting for after the fight. And like you say, with with certain people, like certain champions that lose. And it was was still a close fight as well. It wasn't like Volkanovski won a landslide decision that didn't warrant... Or wiped him out. No. I do feel slightly hypocritical. I feel like I may be saying it because I like Holloway. Yeah. I feel like there's there's other fighters who I'd say, no, I don't fucking give him another one. (laughs) And then finally... Why is Cejudo against Aldo happening? No comment. <laughs> no, yeah, nobody asked for this. It's just it's as simple as putting more people know who Aldo is than know Patayan is. Like, do do you not think as well that when the face of your company can't score a fight properly and is saying that Aldo won, you can't really expect anyone else to. If he's, he's probably he's probably wrong with that as well, hasn't he? Because he said the reason he said he may not have won, but He's giving him the title shot because everyone else knows he won, is what he said. Well, I see the argument of saying he won. I didn't score it as he won, but at the same time, I bet my it was pretty rights. easy. Yeah, I thought it was pretty easy to score, though. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> me being very honest. Like, Marais clearly won the first round, and I thought Marais won the third round. I don't think there was any real... But did you even feel nervous when the cards were being read? Yeah, because I know what UFC judges are like. <laughs> I'm nervous when my guys pummeled the other guy for 15 minutes. Yeah, I've just remembered some awful decisions that have cost me money. So <laughs> if we get on to the run of cards then, so I think I've got us covered up until March. So we're not going to do like maybe we've done previously where we're going to go onto every card. We're going to go around in a circle and say, I think he wins, da 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 go back in. We don't really have much more than that. So I've got kind of some alternative questions linked to each card. And I'm sure we'll get into winners and losers and that kind of thing as we go. So... UFC 247 is this Saturday. John Jones facing Dominic Reyes, who Rogan is now calling the most dangerous man he's faced since DC. So that's how you hype a fight. But separate from that, Alex Morono fights Callan Williams on the prelims. And he's been a notorious Aka killer for me through the years. So I'll ask you three, if you might want to get this off your chest, who has done you the dirtiest? <laughs> Seems to be looking at me, Luke, almost like you think I've got something to say here. <laughs> I won't read what you do have to say. So. No, no, no. I, I would just say the man that's done me a few times, either I've backed him to win and he's lost or I've backed him to lose and he's won. Your man goes by the name of Khalil Roundtree Jr. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just don't know what it is. He goes back to this, the similar type as I said earlier. I hate guys that just seem like they gas after a round. He, he is, is basically the case in point guy. of what you're saying, yeah. Eric Anders fight, I thought, yeah, let's be close. I might go for Eric Anders <laughs> for a bit of value on the Acker. He, ne- fr- he is a friend of the pod as well. And I just thought, after a round, I can't believe this. He's reinvented himself. And then he comes out the next fight and gets KO'd. I'm just like, what is going on? <laughs> and now he's retired. He's fighting Sam Alvey, another friend of the pod, and then retiring. Yeah, my first interview, so I hope Sam Alvey puts him to sleep. <laughs> Can't be putting horrible guys like Khalil Roundtree in there with Mr. Nice Guy smiling Sam Alvey. Yeah, he, I mean, yeah, he's done me a few times. Probably the other one that's really uh, got me lately a few times is Alistair Overeem. <laughs> oh, Jesus. In that last fight, he did me good. To the point that <laughs> in the in the worst possible way that I'd even turned it off because the Hong Kong Vars horse racing was on, I turned it back on and thought, that's all right, he's walking around, he must have won a points decision. And then they've gone, and are you on that? Believe what we've just seen. I'm just like... Oh no! <laughs> and then I've caught the lip, and I thought, "Oh no!" Um, so, it also yeah. saved you f- 
30 quid because that would have won me outright the bet if he'd mm. won that. No. Rosen Struick. I think I feel like I would have uh, picked slightly differently. Yeah, you would have changed it. We've <laughs> seen what you did. But I've also seen that the fight that you got robbed in, as you said, was against that uh, Michelle Olexaychuk, who, after that fight, failed a drugs test. Oh, not so much I got robbed in that fight, just the but he, Yeah, he, that... him being gassed. Yeah. That's right. the fight he gassed in. And then Olexaychuk, who'd never put up a pace like that before, failed a drugs test yeah, afterwards. He's quite a young be, guy as well, isn't he? For he's it like, be, like 25 I don't know, but he was put down as a no contest now on his record, so <laughs> he's done even dirtier. Yeah. Yeah, he's born 1995 in Poland. Same year as me. TK, who, uh, who's done you badly over the years? To be fair, friend or not the pod, Eric Anders has done me a couple of times. <laughs> Pretty much anyone on the, on the bottom of an undercard is genuinely going to be a fuck for you. Uh, Jeremy Stevens. Yeah. I've, whenever I've sort of started to convince myself maybe he could do this, <laughs> he's fucked it. Similar with Aldo, actually. I think times when I've gone, oh, he'll roll back the years and he doesn't, or on the one occasion he did. I just yeah. remembered another. Yoel Romero. He's done me numerous times. <laughs> numerous times. Didn't you have him to beat Whitaker big and he had Whitaker? No, that was um, Israel. Well, I picked Israel, he had Whitaker. Yeah, we you did have Yoel on the pod though and I had Whitaker. That was oh, no. Yeah, no, I remember yeah, no, at the I time Lee was going I've, I've gone all in on Yoel a few times. The worst. Don't being say pro- his name three times in a row, he appears. Like the boogeyman. <laughs> Probably still sticking his tongue out like he was in the Boracina <laughs> fight. That, we don't want that smoke. We that, don't want any of that. And the, and the that way, knockout of Rockhold makes me squirm more than almost any Yeah, that it. one, I was all right. I backed him. The rest. That slow motion where he's already up against a fence with his chin just up here and he just runs in. Luke Rockhold, that was fairly horrific. Boracina, horrific. Rockhold did me dirty because as much as I disliked him, I carried on on the, he is the guy. He is the guy. And my man Jacare here. Yeah, Romero. Sorry, Jack. Romero did us dirty against Jacare as well. We started grabbing the fence and taking three minutes in between rounds. <laughs> I think this is the finish, isn't it? I love this finish. Yeah, I was going to say. I think yeah, Rockhold was a notorious one. Just because I was on the same as you, I was just like, if you just take away the fact that he gets knocked out quite easily, <laughs> yeah. he is He's got so, everything. He is so good. Yeah, yeah. Does he have a bad chin, or is he just awful defense? Awful defense. Yeah, probably awful defense. Because when he gets hit, he does absolutely get hit. It's also become a signature that when he's let out like this, he then get, takes another one straight in the face. Yeah. That's not a good signature move. We were watching the Lawler manhood fight before Tiki arrived, and we were saying the cameraman did him dirty by going above. They do it at Rockhold every time as well, and they seem to go like, over him. <laughs> and they'll do stills when they're doing an interview of Rockhold. For some reason, <laughs> you've got all his modelling pictures, <laughs> and they'll always seem to find the one where they've got him with his eyes rolled back. Which is- <laughs> Horrible. I've got a a couple here. The worst of the lot, Fabrizio Vadum. <laughs> when I was on to have a fortune when he was fighting Stipe. This to, was the first time I ever spoke to Luke during a fight card as well. <laughs> to retain the to belt. The- and one round in, he decides to run backwards with his arms by his waist, chin in the air. I don't understand why it was ever a good idea to do so. There are a couple of others not so high profile. Recently, actually, and I'll say he's been on the pod, not so much a friend of the pod. Michael Johnson 
<laughs> what yeah. fight was it we went to recently where we were we were walking to the hotel and all I was waiting for was Michael Johnson to beat Stevie Ray. Next I told you he'd fuck you. Next thing I know, decisions read out and he's beat him on a split. I think it was. <laughs> They're the worst. Absolutely fuming. <laughs> the split. When you know when you're you're not watching, so you try and follow it in play, and you see the odds start to close in, and you think, oh, for God's sake, <laughs> I don't know what's happening here. But he's done me several times. I always just type a name into Twitter and just keep refreshing. And then eventually you'll get what, what you want to hear. <laughs> it's mental looking back, but I picked him to beat Nate Diaz. Well, the bookies had him at like 4-11, to 11, I think, to beat Nate at the time. And then Nate toyed with him and called out McGregor. So that set that in motion. I picked him to beat Darren Elkins and he managed to lose that. I picked him to beat Josh Emmett. He managed to get knocked out with a punch from the gods. Stevie Ray. (laughs) I picked um, him to beat Andre Feely, who he also then lost to. What did I... Actually, I think I might have picked on... No, I picked Andre Feely to beat him because he is my boy. And then he decides to beat Andre Feely. So that was that. OSP's another one that's done me dirty... Plenty Corey of Anderson. times. Yeah, OSP, that is bang on. Yeah, I don't know why I like Corey Anderson. I've got this later in here. I don't like the way he fights. I don't like him as a person, but I still <laughs> find myself rooting for him, so I can't explain it. And I thought I was quids in when he fought OSP, and then he got head kicked into <laughs> another planet. And not ones that have so much cost me several times, but Gillian Robertson and Randa Marcos essentially the, the two women with red hair in the UFC, I will never put a bet where they're involved in because they're always in like pick em ones and they always, at the minimum, are going to go to a split. So you just can't trust it at all. Apart from when she fought Gedalia, I think it was, Randa Marcos, where she was just god-awful yes. and I picked her to beat Gedalia, so... No, I think the worst one for me, just in the fashion it was done, was Alexander Volkov against Derek Lewis. And yeah. I picked, I, I picked, and I went specific. I went with the decision as well. Oh, and it was when I was in the casino brutal. watching it in front of a group of people as well. So I was showing off as well. <laughs> put, put $50 on it at the time. And uh, I walked off to the bar with, with fi- uh, 15 seconds to go because I was so positive that it had come in. And then I just heard the reaction from the crowd and... I couldn't bear to look back, so I just went. I said, "Oh, that drink, love. We, we won't be getting them. Actually, it's all right." I just and then when you see the way it happened, it's. I wouldn't have even been mad if he had run away yeah, for the last yeah. ten seconds. That is all you have to do. Yeah. And he like his part of his defense was to raise his leg up and just <laughs> stick his arms. Up. I remember it as clear as day, and I can't believe as a professional fighter, he he could do that to me like that. That was. God awful. It's not like Derek Lewis is a great mystery either. Yeah. <laughs> I genuinely forgot about that one. I was in Paris watching the... I was racing in Paris Arc weekend and I stayed up and I thought, this is the Acker. All rolling on to Khabib for a good tidy sum. And I've just gone, yeah, he's just pepping him up here. Oh, he's not finished him for a start. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We kept having the opportunity, didn't he? And then backing off. Yeah, terrific. Volkov just reminds me of Stefan Struve, who's another one that cost me plenty of time. Yeah, when we backed Stefan Struve and we kept going, why is he getting hit so much? <laughs> <laughs> although, although recently, um, when we were watching this Struve Rothwell fight <laughs> with as me and Rory celebrating him getting hit in the nuts because he kept getting it in the nuts and the ref kept talking him into carrying on and he'd be down for ages and he even said like it's gone up 
<laughs> and then he carried on and he got whacked there straight again afterwards and the crowd where he, he kept standing up and then going back down the crowd kept going cheering whenever he stood up and then booing when he went back down and he was doing it and he said after like I didn't know what was going on it was freaking me out the way the crowd were doing it against Ben Rothwell who cost me a bet once and did that evil laugh into the camera oh, God. <laughs> We really don't sound like we win many actors, do we? <laughs> what else have we got next? So, um, all right, Valentina Shevchenko faces Catelyn Chukagian in the co-main this weekend. It is a truly god-awful... I mean, it's pay-per-view in America, so thank Christ we're not That's dealing with that. That's going to hideous numbers. Is this the worst division in the UFC? Yeah. I think it's... What's worse is the fact that Shevchenko is just that much better as yes. well. Like, held on against Nunes as she was in her prime and then just thinks, yeah, I fancy a title actually. So, <laughs> it's like when Rousey first came but possibly even worse mm. just in the fashion that she's sure. She saw what well. they did it did for Cyborg and literally made a division for her and so they've done this. I mean, if you can call it a division then there is the bantamweight one that Nunes is the champ of where there isn't even rankings because there's that few fighters there. Yet she's still a double champ because of it. So Jones then faces Reyes in the main event. Is anyone thinking that Reyes can cause an upset? No. I No, they're they're desperately trying to convince you of it, aren't they? But I I I I can't make a case. I really want Jones to to finish him as well because (laughs) the the trash that he's been coming out with is painful it is up there with some of the worst I've heard when he keeps going on about this athlete and that and then John Jones just did the best response of just listing all the accolades (laughs) that his previous opponents have had and he's just and now because he played basketball when he was 16 apparently that gives him a better chance I I can't get the Uzdemir fight out of my head either where 90% of people thought he lost and then he got a split yeah yeah so, I mean, he was up and down against OSP, but then he chinned him, didn't he? With like seconds left. That was the seconds to go, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's OSP. That can't happen with. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, you're shocked if it don't happen. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if you've got a bet on them. Depends which way I've backed. <laughs> if he doesn't pull that Von Flew choke off. <laughs> so the card after that then, in Brazil, UFC fight night. Corey Anderson against Jan Blachowicz 2. Anderson won a decision in the first one. It's not a great stretch for the UFC. So the card has several fun fights down it with Little Bear and really on the title picture. The main event is essentially a title eliminator, but I don't think they're going to give a title shot to the winner because no one is going to be paying to watch Jones against Blahovic or Corey Anderson. They they do talk about Anderson getting the shot, don't they? If he was going to get it, I think he would have had it already because he's got he's on a better streak than Dominic Reyes is. Yeah, that him he's, beating Johnny Walker killed what could have been a yeah. massive fight, couldn't yeah. it? You you can easily sell Johnny Walker against Jones. It's something different. They should have they should have done that like they did with Lewis against DC, where your stock's not going to get any higher than that, so you just do it then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think Corey's last his win streak is Shogun. Glover, Latifi, Johnny Walker, and now Blahovic. And that's about as good as you're going to get a light heavier without facing Jones. Yeah, for sure. 
So the question was, what's been your favourite card without a title fight on it or without it being pay-per-view? I will say this card was harder. This question was harder than I thought it was before I sent it out to us. So I've got a couple if... Um, the only one that sure. really stuck in my mind was um, probably Gaethje v Johnson. I mean, the main event just sticks as being one of like the best fights I've watched as a standalone, and that was the night before another big cut. Was it? The it night was. Before? Yeah, it was, it was the ultimate fight finale. That was. Yeah, so it's, it's not. Yeah, so it was like on the Friday night, and it was a bit of an unexpected gem. Did you see? They stopped doing the two cards like on the Friday and Saturday night. And Helwani was praising it, saying it's a great it's a great decision because no journalist really wants to be covering a fight on a Friday and Saturday night. No one cares ca- about you. Got the fight is kept wait, but yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. Boo for you, mate. It made me proper angry that dude because as fans, but they always complained was, about it before, didn't they? Yeah. yeah, that was good. So I know everyone says Bellator should. Do a fight, do a card on the Friday night, and lap up all the fans that are there for the UFC one. They but should. It's too obvious for them, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. They'll still find a way to fuck it. I up. said one of the last Bellator cards I tuned into was like a German against an Englishman in Israel at three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> so the ones I picked out when I was looking back was there was the Nganu against Kane card, which had. On the undercard, you had um, Paul Felder against James Vick. You had Cynthia Calvillo against um, Courtney Casey. Crone Gracie against uh, Alex Caceres. That's the name Rory might not want to hear. <laughs> and uh, Vicente Luque against Brian Barbarena, which was one of the fights of the year last year. And you had Andre Feely against Miles Jury, Aljamain Sterling against Jimmy Rivera. You had a lot of good fights. I say, that's actually a bit of a bang that. It was the first card that they had on ESPN uh, so they tried to make it good it. without making it too good so that they start expecting it there. as a room for manoeuvre <laughs> each time the other ones that I look at if you can remember them were Lawler against Dos Anjos which the main event was a bit of a disappointment with the way it went but you had just on the main card you had Josh Emmett where he knocked out Lamas with one punch yeah. Yeah, I remember the knockout. You had Ponzinibbio against Mike Perry. You had Glover Teixeira, who knocked out um, Misha Serkinov in one round. And then on the undercard, you had um, Julian Marquez against Darren Stewart, which was a good fight. If you can remember that. Darren Stewart's fucks the Marcus for me as yeah. well, actually. Uh, uh, Julian Marquez, he has, the, he has the beard, but he was back and forth for a while. And I think he got him in a, yeah, he got him in a guillotine. You had another couple of good ones there, and there was one other one. I think for me, it's UFC two or two the McGregor Diaz rematch because I think that's when you've that's got pay per view though, but without a title fight though. Oh, if, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's the argument. But then you've got because it was when Rumble knocked Glover out in like <laughs> was it just over ten? What seconds. a horrible yeah. man! I think you had Cowboy hit that combination on Rick uh, Story, Rick's story. Mm. and then I think that was one of Mike Perry's first fights as well, where he was just like. When people were probably getting on yeah, the Mike yeah, Perry yeah, bandwagon so. as well. And then the other one, it's a bit of a throwback now, but it's when uh, Chael Sonnen fought Shogun. And that's where, <laughs> that's where you got that. You've got when Travis Brown front kicked over him in the face. And <laughs> Anderson Silver-esque. And then that was when 
Uh, it's the anniversary of that today. Yeah. Oh, is it? Yeah, <laughs> the Anderson oh, wow. Silver one. And then that's when, um, as well, McGregor, McGregor and Holloway back back in the day fought as well. I thought that was that was funny now just to see see where they come from. That the other one I saw that was on Fox was Valentina Shevchenko against Juliana Pena, where it was deemed mad that Shevchenko submitted her when they went to the ground, and you had Masvidal knocking out Cerrone in the co-main. You had a young and Garnu stepping up for the first time against Arlovsky. Jason Knight before, well, this was when I think he started getting called Hick Diaz, <laughs> beating Alex Caceres, who's another one you never know which Alex Caceres is going to turn up. You had a Sam Alvey decision on the undercard, so that might slow things down. <laughs> but you had some other, Asin Sao against Aljamain Sterling, you had Lee Jing Liang, the leech against Bobby Nash. So that was a good. You had a little nog on there as well with a winning with a knockout. <laughs> Any other suggestions? I don't know if Rory or TK have any, but I do. This was a hard one to yeah, to, to find one. I think I actually overlooked that question as well. So <laughs> just Felder Hooker then. So who are we saying wins the main event? I'm saying Hooker, but I th- I think it's because I would like Fowler to win so maybe I'm worried <laughs> I, I think Hooker as well I just think obviously younger and fresh I do think his sort of style is going to be a bit of a problem for well for maybe a few people at that weight I think the fact that we've seen him take a beat into Barboza as well and he barely uh, did he go to a decision in the end or, no, it, or he got, got stopped, stopped right the at the bo- end yeah. body mm. shot, but... so he took an absolute pummel in there and he didn't go down but then Felder beat an in inverted commas Barboza so yeah, you've got the MMA maths thing to go there, but no, I think Hooker is. I think Felder's chance is to make it gritty, and I think Hooker is more than capable of having that kind of fight. That tends to be when he wins through, isn't it, Felder, in, in a hard fought fight, which is great for us to watch. But he kind of, like you said, grits his way through it. This is a guy who you'd think should be able to do that. Wins over like Vic and Iquinta, you can't do it unless you are tough as well. So we that Perry's the guy who's put the little staple in his last run of fights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he, was he? That was where he broke his forearm yeah, on Perry's head. Yeah, he, stepped, <laughs> he stepped up for like last minute as well, replacing Yeah. Rory, who are you rolling with? Uh, I'm picking Dan Hooker, similar to what you said, but I think he can keep it technical enough that he doesn't have to get into that horrible matchup with Felder where it's just knees and elbows. That gym's on a tear as well, isn't it? But at the same time, I do think if it does get really gritty, he's got the ability to, to do it. And he's got a pretty good ground game as well. He's got some nice submissions. He's got very long limbs for the division. Can sort of stitch up fairly nice chokes and that if, if Felder does get on top and start raining down some elbows. But uh, yeah, I think Hooker's good enough to beat him. I was going to say that I've been supporting Dan Hooker for a while, but every method of how I was going to say it I've been on the hooker bandwagon I've been on the hooker train for a while <laughs> I've been trying to tell you about hookers for a while <laughs> well it's not going to come out very well I don't know if there's much to say about Benavidez Figueredo as much as it might be nice to see Benavidez win the belt not for me I can't stand him but after he robbed Cejudo who I'm not so sour about now but <laughs> that, that ultimate fighter was like we talk about like bad 
bad trash talking now, yeah. but that was when, <laughs> when you talk about when people aren't suited and that, you should just stay quiet. <laughs> Who's, whose idea to put them in an ultimate fight house where they're going to have conflict was, it, it was awful. It was, essentially they've wiped out the whole flyweight division, then decided, actually we won't wipe it out. So they have like no contenders left. So when they took the belt off Cejudo, it's like, all right, so. <laughs> Who's left? Yeah. Who fancies it? Yeah. Figueredo is the whenever I think of, I think of him just backpacking Sergio Pettis for three rounds <laughs> yeah. at the start of a pay per view to kill everyone's Akis. Yeah. And Benavidez, I mean, the old Aki killers, the Pettises between them, yeah. and then Benavidez, everyone just kind of shakes their fist at him for Megan O'Levy. <laughs> That's a joke. Yeah. Me and he ducked the straightener on the on Rory's undercard. He didn't want it. <laughs> Chose a title shot instead. What does that say about the man? Can't believe. Do you reckon it. you could do the weight, TK? I mean, <laughs> you must be in the ballpark. Was it one twenty? One twenty-five. One twenty-five. No, I'm I'm over one forty. So oh, that's yeah. I'm, you I'm not got a cut in, even, you know? Yeah, exactly. I haven't got much to give either. So <laughs> we're getting dangerous. I can't believe Meyer isn't stepping up at Mill Lane Park for Rory. You don't want it. No, it's not, not Lane. It for years. He's been calling him up for years. We upgraded it to the red grass at Brockworth School. <laughs> I didn't even know what red grass was. <laughs> don't want to fall over on it. Christ. Who is the best fighter in the UFC to never win a title? It's my man Wonderboy, isn't it? Yeah, I did think him. He was one of my first thoughts. Ability-wise, he's... Yeah. I mean, is Joel to... Are we calling yeah. well, we call interim titles titles? Because if we're not, no. I'm saying Tony yeah. Ferguson. I thought you were going to yeah. say Ferguson. Ferguson is... Gustafson as well. you got to say, like you mm. say, just with the timing. You think any, any other time when John Jones isn't around. <laughs> or when he sits out when John Jones is suspended. So yeah. <laughs> he could have picked his worst time to have a, have a little break. But. I think any big fans of Ferguson should be prepared. Because if he loses to Khabib, his whole career is about to be rewritten by every fan ever by the same token though if he wins it's yeah. it's become, become mega in terms do you know of how he many, gets beat do you know how many submissions he has off his back none one he's got he's got he's got one submission off his back so that's the main <laughs> thing think, is yeah, said isn't it yeah but I think I'm, I don't think there's so much actual threat of submitting Khabib off the back but it's just how active he is it's just whether Khabib could keep him down mm. it's also how many times has he been on his back Really, he's not on his back very often. Mm. It's like I, it's like you hear stats of oh, I go back to like my favorite sports, probably horse racing, and people go, oh well, that's never happened before. Yes, but it's only been attempted three times in mm. in forty years and stuff like that. So you got you got to put a bit of perspective on these stats. You get the same question a lot, like we said earlier, where you say, was that one fixed with horse racing? Mm. <laughs> Move on then. UFC 248. This is a fun card. We have Starbender against Yoel in the main event. You have um, Weili Zhang against Joanna on uh, as the chief support. And that's the one where uh, she's having to move her camp because of the coronavirus. So, yeah, she's having <laughs> she's to move. Shit no, she's moving to Vegas to do her camp <laughs> because um, her, whole, her whole gym, no one's turning up because nobody wants to be in close proximity with anyone else like that. It sorts out your pre-fight mind games, doesn't it? You I'm just not, start sneezing around your opponent. 
You're right. Oh, yeah, fine. I'm fine. not sure anyone's going to want to train with her on the mats. I, I did. No, hear, no. I did hear somebody actually making the point that well, fuel prices have dropped, aren't they? Because of the coronavirus. <laughs> I was like, what? There's no, so all, all's one ends well. It's because it's because all the Chinese businesses are shut. So the the you know need for it's plummeted. So it's just cheaper over here. I was like, <laughs> I, I, what? I felt, what a what a place to go to. <laughs> I felt bad today because there, there's someone um, on Twitter who's sorting something out for the podcast. And I messaged him to ask how he's getting on with it. And um, he said, I actually live in Japan, mate. So we've had a bit of a scare at the moment with the coronavirus and all of that. So basically he went to the doctors and said he had a sinus infection and that's it. But he was freaking out thinking that Jeez. he had the coronavirus. So he's like, I haven't done much more of it for, for now, but I'll get on it. That seems a fairly valid yeah. reason. <laughs> yes. yeah. I'll give I, him that one. I said to him, I wasn't trying to be an asshole. I was just... Wondered if you needed anything from me. No, and you, you'd have messed me up. Look, mate, I've got a cold, <laughs> so look, I'm struggling here as well. I feel your pain. Skip a couple of these questions because of time. Rory's got a spatchcock chicken on the go. <laughs> uh, I live, live by myself now with uh, with my other half. We don't have luxuries like that. No, right? no such spatchcock there's, uh, anymore. There's nobody cooking on, on text. <laughs> it's, uh, we've both had a long day at work. I feel a bit bad now saying, do a bit of tea, but <laughs> Not, not that my parents didn't also have long days. Yeah. Work, but <laughs> I feel like they're slightly more, um, yeah, slightly more their place to do it. How far can Kevin Lee go at one fifty-five? And about does he as, does he beat Dubronx next? About as far as he has now. Nowhere. If he gets that title shot with Khabib, I'd be worried. <laughs> he does seem like he's got all the potential, but he just seems to have like the sort of cowboy effect that when the spotlight's on. He does always seem to choke it in, hey, the, in the finest way. Rory wrote him off last time out against Gregor, and he off. slumped your man. Didn't write him off. I just said I think Gregor's a very good wrestler, and then he didn't attempt a single takedown. I just thought, oh, that was weird, but okay. He didn't you look watch. at the odds stuff as well. Like, yeah, I'm thinking about that. Was wow. I've said to Byron previously, is it time that we just back every underdog <laughs> blind? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because genuinely, you go, like the card, what was the last card? By remind me. Cerrone, Cowboy. No, it was um, Curtis Blades against Junior Dos Santos. I don't think that was the point. No, no, that wasn't the card I was making the point. I think it was the Cowboy Connor fight. And bar the main event, I think you had like... Yeah, that was a nightmare. Like ridiculous amount of underdogs. Mm. I only re-racked twice because I thought this was silly, <laughs> huh? I think if we leave a couple of the last cards off because we can just do another podcast sooner, get the band back together, get Troy on board. So if we close out then with the question I did have for everyone. Make sure I get it nailed properly. Alright, so you take all of the characters here from basically every fighting film ever. Rocky, the fighter, warrior, raging bull, never back down. Any fighting film you want. We're going UFC 1 style. We're putting them all in a one night only tournament. Who emerges on top? <laughs> Go with that. Uh, hmm, probably, I, I would say Ivan Drago. The, the, the absolute machine. <laughs> he doesn't want them is. takedowns, though. <laughs> I just think just because he's uh, at, the, at the time, genetic freak. Whether it's Mexican meat or not. But, uh, <laughs> I know the answer. The answer is. It's Kurt Angle, isn't it? From. Uh, 
Jesus. Is it, what's Ian? Warrior. Like he, play, he plays the Ivan Drago character of MMA. And then um, the geography teacher or whatever he is breaks his arm with a Gamora. Yeah, Christ. That's the film, isn't it? <laughs> My thinking was the trajectory which Tom Hardy improves in Warrior means he has to win this because well, at this stage he'd be so good. At the same time, like I said earlier, you back the heavyweights on going Rocky Balboa. Yeah. And he ain't getting finished, is he? No, exactly. The answer is Ryan McCarthy from Never Back Down. He <laughs> learns, he's learned from his mistakes in that car park. He's not going to fight with emotion anymore. He's going to team up with the coach from Never Back Down. And I don't think there's anyone that can take him at that point. <laughs> he's got the mind games, he's got the marker's ability. Not so when he judges decisions. And he's doing those things on that ladder where he's just working all day. Just, he yeah. brought in that FIFA Street style where it wasn't about how many you won by it, it was how you won. <laughs> <laughs> where he says the thing is, got a hand with you looking like a bitch. And that's what he would have done to all your guys. <laughs> On I, think, that I feel note, like you've watched Never Bad Down recently <laughs> and it's got in your head. I haven't, but <laughs> did you see that thing that was on Twitter where saying everything you see is an unpopular opinion isn't really an unpopular opinion these days. That was... So go yeah. on Rotten Tomatoes, and we won't do this on the podcast now, but you can have a look. If you go on Rotten Tomatoes and you find a film that you genuinely like, like you would defend in an argument, that's rated below 50% on their on their audience meter, and then you can tell that people do genuinely dislike that <laughs> film, and find one of those that you can say that you like. Then there's an actual unpopular and opinion. And Never Back Down is like 30% on... <laughs> The audience wow. and the other one, yeah. and on their tomato meter, so that's a good one to go by. I can always remember when some, do you know, like that weird time at the end of term where people just like we start watching films. Somebody's brought in the DVD of Never Back Down, and we watched it in school once. And I just thought <laughs> it's about fighting in like play yards. It's in the, it's in the video to be, it's in the <laughs> film to be watching. We had some clown like year ten that brought in like flushed away or something garbage like that. We had some teacher in year eight that let us watch Jackass. <laughs> yeah, someone we we were year eight or nine. Someone thought it'd be genius to bring in American Pie. <laughs> the teacher thought they were a right legend, but it's, oh, I brought, this is weird. I was actually the guy that brought in DVD at one point. I brought in uh, Little Man, the Marlon and Sean yeah. Wayans one. Oh yeah, but there's only so many times you can find the first hour funny when you're watching it in like four lessons back to back. see. One of the cringiest lessons I ever had was someone at the end of term wanted to watch The Dark Knight when that just came out. And I don't know why you'd watch the first hour of that just in a lesson. But the teacher said, you have to make the argument that it fits something that would work with the lesson. It was like PSHE, if you remember when you had to do that. Anything can fit with that. Our GCSEs, we had to argue whether that was or wasn't a 12A. Jesus. (laughs) I had the argument that it was a 12A. How are these? How is this helping anyone as they move forward in life? Yeah, we had a three-on-three debate, and one of my people didn't turn up, so I had to go three-on-two. It's like some weird WrestleMania main event, and uh, yeah, just a little bit low on the action. <laughs> it just slammed it out of the park. I came second place in the uh, speech day at our school for a speech on knife crime. Second to a kid who did a speech on why he would be prime minister. Absolute robbery because that was never happening. Oh. Clearly not. Where, where is he now, mate? <laughs> I think he went to Cambridge. <laughs> but I don't know why he's doing ever done that. So. <laughs> another kid did it. Uh, maybe it might show the level that another kid did a speech on why Argentina were going to win the 2010 World Cup. <laughs> <laughs> we've not given a bit of variety in that, at least. 
I could always remember when we did, uh, we had to do who do you have, who do you think is the greatest sportsman of all time? Anybody know I picked? Chael Sonnen. Phil Lance, Taylor. Lance Armstrong. <laughs> <laughs> when you got us in the paper saying if you could interview anyone, it'd be Chael. <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, you know, a bit of a local big wigger. Really. <laughs> <laughs> he said wigger as well for anyone. No, I didn't. <laughs> All right, we'll call that a day there. So thanks again for listening to another edition of the Spitballing Pub. We'll be back next Monday.